August 29th, 1922, the first radio commercial is broadcast for McFlanagan's Irish Repellent, keeping the Pope on his side of the ocean. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And I'm Jose McCall. Jose, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. On short notice. Very glad to have you. Sure. What we do here on The Revisionists is... Every episode we discuss a topic from history. One person presents an actual history. Not only me. This, and Jose, you're going to be presenting an alternate history. The truth is out there. I, I want to believe so, so bad. <laughs> what a, that, that turned into a weird Cinemax phrasing, <laughs> the way yeah. I said it. Um, and then we decide which story we like better, and the winning story becomes actual history. And this episode we're discussing Julius Caesar... Which relates to our previous episode, Cleopatra, because we decided... Go back, if you want to and listen to that one, it's a revisionist's classic. I'd say in our top three. I would too. Yes. (laughs) We we determined, among other things, that Cleopatra popularized her catchphrase, I gotta be me. I gotta be me. Which uh, Julius Caesar... Loved. Adored. Head over heels. his jam. And that affects some small portions of Caesar's story. Yeah. So, Zach, if you want to take it away with the actual history. Uh, Absolutely. Julius Caesar was born 100 BC, 2,214 years ago. (laughs) And if you think I did the math wrong, there was no fucking zero. I'm goddamn right. (laughs) So very combative about that. That's how you win cases. (laughs) He was supposedly descended from Venus, the god. I feel like this might not be true, but what do I know? Um, We we cannot confirm this at this point. And his father, he was named Gaius Julius Caesar, was his full name. His father had the same name. Caligula also had the same name, so it's not clear if his father was, in fact, Caligula traveling through time. (laughs) This is the... We're running into so much of this bullshit in the ancient histories. Uh, so that is a conceivable possibility. Um, his daddy died or possibly traveled to a different point in time. Oh, I thought you were going to say traveled to another planet. Um, Venus, of course. Venus. I also like that you called him his daddy, which is so familiar. Seemed like a cool guy. My research, everybody said, he was all right. He preferred daddy-o, in fact. <laughs> but he was a he was an important political figure in Rome, but he died when uh, Julius was 16 years old. And shortly after, there was a, a terrible civil war that broke out between his uncle, uh, which, is, which was Gaius Marcus, mm. and a guy named Sola. Because he had a lot of Sola, maybe? Mm, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, the precursor to Sully. Yep. Hey. Hosted Sully. Like Sully Sullenberger. Yeah. Yeah. The, po- the hero pilot. <laughs> he had a popular show in Rome called Sully Train. Um, <laughs> Is that Sage all, all Sola puns? Yeah, I've got about 14 <laughs> yeah. more. Yes. Um, no, so but during the Civil War on the side he was on, uh, Julius became the... High priest of Jupiter in Rome. Pretty impressive sounding. I don't know what he does. <laughs> but his uncle, most priests don't do much, to be honest with you. His uncle <laughs> lost the war. And uh, Julius was stripped of all lands, all titles, all of his inheritance, and pushed into exile. But not for too long, because his family managed to convince Sola to be like, all right, 
you can come back to Rome. But Julius was not super cool with that. He was like, I think I'm going to join the military and not be near this guy who has a lot of reasons to want to kill me. It's tough in the streets. It is tough, yeah. Yeah, don't cross Division Avenue. Absolutely. So he did that. Ironically, he could only do that because he got stripped of the title High Priest of Jupiter. Because the High Priest of Jupiter cannot spend a single day outside of Rome, can't touch a horse, (laughs) and cannot... And cannot, and cannot look. That's why Rome fell. All the priests started touching horses. (laughs) And cannot look upon an army, which makes me suspect that the high priest of Jupiter might be a gremlin. (laughs) But I can also neither confirm nor deny that. Julius uh, went on a whole bunch of military campaigns. At one point, he had to go to northern Turkey to get aid from a guy named King Nicomedes. And there was rampant rumors that he had a sexy affair with the king that he had to deny for the rest of his life. Because even back then, people were dicks. (laughs) Even back then. Um, It's cool now, though. It's cool now. Yeah. Yeah. Marry that king, you know? One of the coolest uh, bits of information from this time in his life is that at one point, he got kidnapped by some pirates. (laughs) While he was uh, in their care... Uh, they set his ransom at 20 pieces of silver, and he demanded they raise it to 50. <laughs> and he frequently told them, I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> so after he got free, got ransom back, he got all of his ships, chased them the fuck down, captured them, slit their throats, and crucified their corpses. <laughs> Because you do not fuck with the JC. <laughs> right. The J. Wait. Hey, this was a hundred years before Jesus, so there was no confusion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. It's gangster. Um, yeah, that is. God, when he was that. telling him he was going to kill them, it was like the scene in Taken where Liam Neeson was tell- telling that guy he was going to kill him. <laughs> if Liam Neeson was the one who was taken, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty, pretty, pretty badass, I have to admit. <laughs> Uh, so he returns to Rome after Sola dies and he starts getting his foot in the door for a political career. He starts out in like a shitty modest home because he lost all of his money after that civil war. So he's starting, he's starting from the bottom, Mm. but he slowly begins to make his way up the Roman political chain, winning minor victory after minor victory. And he has the support of a couple of notable dudes. One is named Crassus. And he is rich as fuck. From what I've read, maybe the richest person in world history. Possibly the richest person Whoa. ever to have lived. Yeah. He is Julius Caesar's Coke Other brothers. Other than Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Who's actually not a person. <laughs> He's the Coke brothers for Julius. He's the Sheldon <laughs> Adelson of Julius Caesar. And he also meets with Pompey, who has a fun name. <laughs> oh, Pompey. He has a longer name, but everybody called him Pompey. Pompey. Yeah. <laughs> because it was fun to say he insisted upon it and he was a uh, military leader um of some note so the military the private moneyed sector and the government all working together just like now sort of in a corrupt <laughs> triage as as uh, julius moves up the ranks uh these guys begin to be known as the triumvirate uh, the first triumvirate, in fact. And they start kind of calling the shots in Rome to some degree. Uh, Caesar becomes the governor of 
a few different areas. And at this time, the governor had a lot of power. So could he touch horses? Oh yeah, <laughs> he had to touch. Oh yeah, he had to touch, touch all the horses he wanted. <laughs> he had to touch the governor, baby. Three different horses every day. <laughs> I got to meet my quota. Excuse me. There's actually a pretty complicated system of rules around horse touching in ancient Rome. Uh, a philosopher only touched a horse on a full moon. Mm. Yeah. Is that how they became a philosopher? Yeah, actually, yes. That was the induction. <laughs> because ceremony. horses grant wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Of course they do. Look at their faces. <laughs> of course, it all makes sense. He tried to put, push through this policy to redistribute public lands to poor people, and one of his enemies, yeah. political enemies, was super against it. And that guy got a bucket of shit thrown on him. <laughs> By a bunch of commoners. And I don't know if it was human shit, but I'll bet human shit was the most available. (laughs) You're not going to waste horse. Yeah. Yeah. Horse shit. There's a lot of laws to fulfill with horse shit. Right, exactly. (laughs) Because Um, it grants fortitude. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Charisma, actually. I believe it's charisma. (laughs) Or dexterity. I'm not sure which. Um, (laughs) While he was governor, he also took it upon himself to expand Rome. In the areas touching the uh, the areas he was governor of, and he personally went out on military crusades to conquer Gaul was his main goal. Uh, he, his main Gaul. Gaul, yeah, his main Gaul. Um, <laughs> you had a bunch of solo puns. You can't make that face at me. Um, <laughs> and he started crushing these tribes pretty handily. They had been a problem before, but uh, he's like making short work of them. And during his campaign, he actually becomes the first Roman commander to cross the Rhine. And he actually makes it to the British Channel, crosses it, and starts the first ever invasion of Britain, mm. which goes moderately successfully. He has to turn back because uh, low harvests and winter approaching, so it kind of puts a damper on his attempt to conquer Britain, mm. but still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> first British invader ever. First British invasion. Yeah, the first British invasion. Yeah, good. Yeah. All, um, the, all the British women were going crazy. Caesar mania was gripping, <laughs> was gripping ancient Britain. So then there's trouble in paradise when he gets back because Pompey, who married Caesar's daughter, I also want to note at this point, Caesar also married Pompey's daughter. So it was a straight daughter swap. <laughs> oh yeah, SDS. Yeah, straight. <laughs> uh, the creepiest thing I have ever heard of. Um, uh, no, okay, not ever. Yeah, okay. In the past... <laughs> Have you been on the internet today? <laughs> in the past couple of hours. I think and, you don't even need to be 18 to access straightdaughterswap.com. <laughs> Caesar's daughter uh, <laughs> dies in childbirth. And he's like, hey, you can marry my niece now if we want to keep our political uh, ally, like our political connections going. <laughs> That's not a daughter. And Pompey is like, nah, thanks. I'm going to marry the daughter of this dude who totally fucking hates your guts. And so that became a problem. <laughs> Meanwhile, Crassus was standing firm, but uh, he died. So in a failed, uh, a failed um, invasion... In the mm-hmm. east, uh, Crassus bit the big one, and the triumvirate was dead. So he gets back to Rome. He starts moving back up the political ladder at this point, and Pompey begins to fear him and starts to try and accuse him of uh, irregularities during his time as governor, hoping mm-hmm. to get him persecuted. <laughs> Not touching three horses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like his horse-touching game was way off base. <laughs> 
Um, and he's like, so y'all, you, you either lose that governorship, you lose your army, or you never come back to this side of Rome. And Caesar was like, fuck that. <laughs> and he crosses uh, back towards Rome with one legion at his disposal. And it's like, civil war, bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the senators do not care for Caesar because he's so popular and they kind of think he's a political threat. And they side with Pompey. Spoiler alert. They yeah. are right. <laughs> um, and the civil war begins. As Julius approaches, Pompey and a lot of the other senators flee to the south because they're like, we don't want no part of this shit, even though we started it. Uh, so the civil war gets going. And although uh, Caesar is outnumbered, he still manages to take back Italy and uh, chases down those senators to Egypt. Um, but when he gets there, he's in for a surprise. Because when he arrives... You're putting on your sexy voice. This is a dramatic moment. <laughs> when he arrives, he's greeted by a terrible sight. Several, several people present him with... <laughs> The decapitated head of Pompey. And he allegedly breaks down crying, seeing the dismutilated corpse of his old friend. (laughs) Puts the assassins to death and is like, that shit was real. Who am I going to turn to? That's when he hears that beautiful sound. (laughs) The sound of hit song, I Gotta Be Me. Gotta Be Me. (laughs) By Cleopatra. (laughs) A disfigured woman. (laughs) And popular recording artists in Egypt. <laughs> he gets crazy into that Cleopatra rhythm. He gets a tattoo, I gotta be me, across mm-hmm. his chest, spends some time down there, helps her defeat her brother in a civil war. Regular dating stuff. And then he heads back to Rome, all about that, I gotta be me. That's his new catchphrase. And he says, you know what I gotta be? I gotta be the dictator of Rome. <laughs> Do you, Julius? Do you? That's right. He does do him. And he wins that <laughs> dictatorship. And he starts implementing a bunch of reforms that make him super popular with uh, the commoners, the lower and middle class. He gives cities the right to uh, figure out how to tax themselves instead of going through, like, central Rome. And, uh, you know, reallocate supplies. He creates a police force. And notably, he's like, one thing I learned when I was being me down in Egypt was that uh, they have a calendar that operates on the sun, and it does instead of the moon, and it isn't constantly fucking up. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we should try and do that. So he did. And it was called the Julian calendar, and it's more or less what we use to this very day. And he kind of gives himself the ability to appoint magistrates and takes that away from the Senate uh, because he knows how corrupt, like, the individual sections of, like, every governorship basically... The governor runs the shit and the Senate has no control and he's trying to centralize all the power uh, once again. And the Senate, surprisingly, does not care for this. They hatch a plan to straight up kill him. <laughs> uh, led by everybody's favorite Cassius and Brutus. Mm, everybody's favorite. Uh, yeah. Brutus and the other guy people sort of remember sometimes. <laughs> hey, you know, Cassius was the brains of the outfit. Mm. <laughs> At least that's the way I choose to believe it. Um... <laughs> And yeah, they had a real Ocean's Eleven situation going on, though. The yeah, they did. Yeah. It was about 60. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, gone in 60 seconds. That had 60 guys pulling off a heist, right? Is that I what don't it was about? that's true at all. Because <laughs> the title said 60 seconds. It's not like Gone with 60 Dudes. Well, it's not called <laughs> Ocean's Eleven Dudes. It's just Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. 
I feel like the dudes is implied, though. <laughs> Plus, Julia Roberts people. joins them later, so don't be sexist. Um, <laughs> She's a lady dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mark Anthony actually hears about Julius's homeboy ever since he was... Uh, Fighting in Gaul. Kind of hears about the plot a little in advance and tries to go stop it, but is actually side st- uh, sidetracked by one of, like, they figured that might happen and sent a dude to distract him. I don't know how, but, like, <laughs> I'm a guess in six. <laughs> oh, I was going to say asking him to sign a petition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hired about 14 different Greenpeace people. <laughs> and every corner he had to come up with an excuse like, oh, I already oh, fuck. talked to the guy over there. <laughs> I got to stop, stop my friend being assassinated. Oh, really? I gotta stop oh, I guess you care more about your friend than the earth. <laughs> I don't have time to sign right these petitions. Yes, I do. <laughs> I got horses to touch, okay? I can't be doing this all day. <laughs> yeah, that's what they put a bunch of horses in. Well, if, yeah. They had a bunch of guys in horse costumes and he had to touch all of them. The second in command has to touch every horse he sees. Everyone in ancient Rome had obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> Pulling horse edition. So the plan goes off. They crowd him uh, in front of the Senate and stab him 23 times. Uh, and it said that only one stab was truly lethal, the stab to his chest. I believe it was right in the O in I Gotta Be Me. <laughs> That's right over his heart, I believe. Yeah. Most all the ancient art. Most of the other ones stabbed his hair, which is very ineffective. You right. Know? It's I mean, like, weird. It's, 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 it like, didn't we don't help. What's not working? Why? Don't like it. Last season's haircut. <laughs> and that tattoo pissed them off because he is uh, shirtless all the time, showing off his Gotta Be Me tattoo mm. while singing I Gotta Be Me. Yeah. And that did not help the situation. He'd sing it loudly in the middle of the, the Senate building a lot. So uh, his last words were apparently, not itu brute, but uh, first he said, you too, child. And then he followed that up with, damn, girl. <laughs> and then he died. And all the conspirators were like, what the fuck was he talking about? Um... And, you know, after that, there was a, a huge civil war with a bunch of different factions. Eventually, the conspirators were killed. The lower and middle class hated them because they loved Caesar and saw them as aristocrats. Um, but eventually, they lost that war, and Mark Anthony uh, won it and created the second triumvirate. But that's a story for another day. All right. Zach, thank you. Jose, you have the alternate history? Yeah. Take it away. Oh, man. I agree. It's a nice case. It's... It's it's part of the truth what he's got, but here's the thing, right? Julius Caesar's dad was killed. This is, this is true. He died suddenly. What they don't want you to know is he was killed by a mummy. By a mummy? Yeah, rogue mummy. Okay? A rogue? Up. Not one of your typically... No. I feel like at this point, mummies would mostly be pretty fresh, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know? They're, they're rogue mummy... Still powerful, you know? Still running around. More powerful because he doesn't have to listen to mummy law. Yeah. It's not established yet. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what took him out. Yeah, 99% of mummies are law-abiding, <laughs> peaceful mummies. Yeah, that's why you don't see them on the news that often, you know? It's, it's those 1% of mummies that give the rest of them a bad name. Yeah. So that's what really sets things up, okay? This is this is this is the thing, man. Many facts about Julius Caesar, little known. All right, he invented four racial slurs. 
three, three of which we still use today. Okay. You know, it's let's not let's not let's yeah, not no, discuss which ones. They we're not going to go into them. But you know, Caesar he got mad. You know, once that Wait, mummy killed which his one dad. Don't we use? <laughs> well, I don't want to offend those people. Uh, <laughs> oh, so the people are still around? Yeah, we just don't. It's, it's not like out a of favor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, we don't want to offend them. We don't want to rekindle old blood feuds right. and things. They're they're listening. Was it for mummies, perhaps? Because <laughs> mummies are still around. That's yeah, the whole point of mummies. Exactly. Yeah, the, the priest thing, so he goes, the priest of Jupiter, I did, I did look into them. True, they were forbidden to touch horses, forbidden to touch metal, mm-hmm. all right, forbidden to touch bread. <laughs> Or flour. What, what religion is this? Wait, yeah. were they just gluten free? Is that what's happening so. here? I think. Well, see, here's the I thing. I have to think about nickel. I can't do this. <laughs> here's the thing. All right, to the common man, doesn't look like it's much. All right, but not touching bread. Classic anti-skeleton warrior tactics. Okay. <laughs> this this order. Right. It doesn't look like much to you. <laughs> I don't know how that would be effective. He hunts. He hunted the undead. These priests of Jupiter, they were all about hunting the undead. Everyone knows skeleton warriors love bread. If you touch it, they can sense it on you. Everyone knows. Yeah. That, yeah. What? I think that was in Van Helsing, actually. I'm just saying, this makes a lot of sense, because his father was killed by a mummy. Of course, he'd fight the undead. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tale of vengeance, like the noble samurai. Is it? Is that what the samurai did? Well, in the movies I watch. Okay. I don't know what you're watching. Jeez. Yeah, so anyway, he, he totally studies how to fight the undead. Gets good at it, right? Runs off, goes to join the military, because he gets stripped. You know, the other stuff is going on. See, this is in conjunction with what's going on. I'm trying to tell you what the Illuminati media doesn't want everyone to know. This is real stuff, Okay. What's going on? The political stuff happens. He runs off, gets stripped of it, joins the army because he's like, they're way better at fighting. Realizes metal, amazing for fighting the undead. Yeah, it's pretty good. Incredible. But that's against the vows of his order. That's against the vows. That's why he left. But he was like, you know Uh what? Not super effective against vampires, but others. Yeah. Well, vampires hadn't been invented yet. That that was a dude, (laughs) I think Romania or something. Yeah. Of course, they were invented earlier in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those. Yeah, they, but they have to hop everywhere. How threatening right. is and that? You had, yeah, you had to count rice whenever you dropped it. <laughs> They're mostly an inconvenience. If you keep a pocket full of rice, vampire problems solved in China. Really? Yeah. People are just dicks to Chinese vampires. Yeah, they they like, have to hop, count this shit. <laughs> they have to hop over from China to get to Romania. It was, For a better life. Yeah, For they a, didn't have that yet, so. That's the thing. God forgive, forbid they're standing next to a rice silo when it explodes. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> a rice silo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Why am I near this? <laughs> also, why am I speaking with this accent? I'm Chinese. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's hunting the undead. Military learns all kinds of zombie killing, monster killing, ghoul killing techniques. He's he's really building up to be just a top dude at killing this stuff. It's it's just amazing, right? <laughs> top dude at killing this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's the official title, Brian. Right. Don't that's, laugh. Well, that's not the Latin, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he uh he does get kidnapped by pirates, but kidnapped, <laughs> kid kidnapped and mapped. It's yes. two processes in one. It's where a kid draws a map of where the pirates are exactly. for ransom. <laughs> he yeah. leaves breadcrumbs behind because now he can touch all the bread he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's kind of going overboard with it. 
It's uh, like, we could have eaten that. <laughs> you could eat it? I've never dealt with this stuff before. <laughs> what is the sequence? Yeah. So he is kidnapped. What they don't tell you is they're ghost pirates. Mm. Not any kind of pirate. See, once again, the undead clashing with, with Julius, all right? Julius... Gaius Julius Luttrell Caesar is actually the full name. Just so you know, just a side note, all right? Uh, he does find them, gets them, crucifies them. Little known fact about ghosts, all right? Regular ghosts, can't touch them. Ghost pirates, easily touchable. I don't know why that is. I'm not a, I'm not a spectrologian. I'm not a phantomologist. But I think it's because they were materialistic in life and thus materialistic in a different sense in death. Hell yeah, mm. yeah. That makes sense. I think they're called a spooktometrist also. <laughs> Where are we at here? Kidnapped, comes back. Oh, yeah. People start getting favor with him. Why? He's clearing out their undead problem. Once again, the Illuminati don't want you to know this, all right? He's just getting popular with people because he's clearing out their undead. You got a you got a ghoul in your basement? He'll come slay them for you. People are like, thank you. They take favor with him. The other established Illuminati members, they don't like that. He gets popular. Gets, uh, what is it? Gets in with the military. He gets things going. He's all about it, man. And then he goes and see, this is the thing. People, it's, Gaul is a misspelling of ghoul. He was waging war on the nation of ghouls is what was going on. Oh, I mean, that which does. later became France. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, catacombs. All about it. I'm telling you, ghouls all over the place. Also, this is when he's occupying the office of Sumo Hominem Otodera Heg, which is, Top guy at killing these things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, thanks, Google Translate. Yeah, good. I saw you typing something furiously into your computer. Oh, furiously. <laughs> With great fervor, I was typing that into Google Translate. So yeah, he's fighting his way all the way, killing all the ghouls, slaying the tribes, making his way to Britain. And this is where the story takes a tragic turn. Mm. Okay, this is because... It's like uh, the great Illuminati scholar uh, Nietzsche said, all right? Mm-hmm. One, you know, fights monsters, be careful not to become a monster. He wonders, why are ghouls eating people? What's so good about them? <laughs> Science has always wondered. Yeah. And he, he unfortunately develops a taste for people. Mm. It's, uh, it's a tragic tale. He's so, the sweetest of meats. I mean, how many, it's a tale as old as time. You try cannibalism <laughs> once. That's why they have those billboards, not even once, and it's a guy eating a leg. <laughs> That interestingly, that's a billboard for meth because that's one of the things you do. <laughs> so yeah, develops a taste for people. He's eating people left and right. You know, trying to keep it on the down low because you know his troops are still like, yeah, we're getting down and killing all the undead. Little do they know, Caesar's like, hey, hey, save one of those for me. And they're like, what's he doing? He's eating people. So that's- they're just chilling and like, yeah, great battle against the undead. Wait, where's Mark? It's like mm, he's in Caesar's tent. In a big old cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> with some carrots. Yeah, yeah. some carrots. <laughs> Whenever Caesar looked around, he just pictured people as giant turkey legs. No, he just around. pictured them as people, and he started oh, yeah, drooling. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he just put on a bib that had a per- picture of Mark on it. Have you noticed that the commander is drooling a lot at us? <laughs> yeah. Why does he keep asking us to rub pepper on ourselves? <laughs> I think he's into some weird shit, man. His fetishes are going off the I hook. know this is ancient Rome, but this is really making me sexually uncomfortable. <laughs> so also, he's eating people. So Gaul and Britain is not just populated with ghouls. He's also just killing regular well, people. We haven't right? gotten confirmation on Britain. Okay. We've not, yeah, yeah. He makes his way to Britain. Even to this day, we have not confirmed <laughs> whether or not all of the British island is full of ghouls. It's possible, man. That's what they don't want you to know. That's, I'm telling you the, the truth. The Illuminati, of That's, course. Hey, they're listening. I know you're listening. 
They, no, we have a low listenership. I doubt that. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. The elect. Only the elect. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, people in Undead, they live together. Caesar's eating his troops. He's eating other people. He gets to Britain. Problem with Britain, fierce resistance. You got your Wicker Man tribes. <laughs> you got Banshees. You got all kinds of stuff going on there. It's too much for him to handle. <laughs> the people in the Wicker Man weren't even ghouls. They were just a cult. Yeah, they were just angry cultists, and he wasn't they... ready for that. He was ready to deal with the undead, but not Wicker Man cults. But not bees. Yeah, bees to the face. Wait, which Wicker Man? I was hoping both? it was the Christopher Lee, but... I was hoping the Nick Cage... <laughs> Both. They're, they're varied people, alright? Let's not, let's not get crazy and assign stereotypes. So there's the two Man branches people. of the Wicker Man cult, the Cajun and the Lee. Right, the like the Shia and the Sunni. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly in conflict with one another. Right. I remember when Nick Cage put his 99 Wicker Man theses on the door of the cathedral. On the door of the Wicker Man. It burned, no one read it. They set it on fire. It was a bad place to put it. <laughs> That's why no one realized the schism had happened. <laughs> All right. This, this other stuff is going on, too. Uh, he comes back, does make friends with Crassus, uh, Pompey, and all that. That was going on. Here's, the, here's the problem. Pompey. All right. He was trying to get his friends in on the cannibalism. Mm. See, the problem with Pompey like was... Yeah, it, it wasn't this family stuff. It was that Pompey was going to expose him for eating people. Oh, oh my you God. Can't, that's the irregularities we were talking about. The See? irregularities. I've noticed some irregularities. You've eaten 40 people. <laughs> when you say get his bros in on the cannibalism, I picture like an after-school special when a kid like, uh, yes. comes up. Where he's like, trying to turn his friends on to skateboarding. <laughs> Yeah, but instead of or calling drugs, him, I guess. saying what are instead of saying what are you chicken, it's what do you eat chicken. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's the that's that's where the conflict comes in. That's that's where the real problems are. He doesn't want him to expose him for eating the people, so he chases him down down to Egypt. You know, he's he's given the head of his enemy, which he eats, of course. You know, you got that head cheese. It's good. You gotta have res- show respect. You know, he has the assassins killed. It was killed. on a plate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on a plate, the assassins killed, you know, appetizers. It's a sin to waste food. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's See, also it's, a sin to kill a guy, but... <laughs> he's got a pretty good appetite if he ate a head and three assassins in, like, a week before it went bad. <laughs> Well, he's like the guy from the Monty Python skit. Way before refrigeration. <laughs> they had no, jerky. no, you can salt the meat. Yeah, that's how, they did the, that's how they did this back then. Yeah. Or they had refrigeration. This is the alternate history. <laughs> where for, where, so we can justify Julius Caesar eating three people. Yeah, maybe Caligula egg. gave him a refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, Caesar's a conflicted man. He eats people, he fights undead. He meets Cleopatra, sultry sidekick. Hunting down mummies. She's a mummy expert. I mean, Boom. if you're going to hunt down a mummy, what better place to do it? Yeah, than Egypt. So and they... Mummy Factory USA, <laughs> Egypt. I mean... Not USA, but... <laughs> it does seem like every pop star is also a mummy expert. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that. Yeah. You know, all her... She toured, and it was always the base of a pyramid, where she had her <laughs> concerts. Mysteriously, mummies disappear... Fans disappear. It's it's a it's a you know symbiotic relationship. I eat some fans. You have to hunt down mummies. I don't know if that's symbiotic if they're just killing together. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a Charlie's Theron and monster situation. Codependent. I don't know what the word is. I'm not a, I'm not a psychologian. 
Uh, just basically Charles Starkweather and Carol Fugit touring the countryside. Uh, <laughs> problems happen. Uh, people start catching on. Caesar goes back to Rome. Uh, you know, the people, uh, there was conflict over him, you know, banging, uh, his sultry sidekick. But, but not over the cannibalism. <laughs> well, you know, it was, it was You had sex with a beautiful woman. <laughs> That's, we, we can't have that. Well, see, no one's gonna get jelly about Rome. being a cannibal. We're not into weird shit sexually. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, too. If you eat the, the right corrupt people, Populist doesn't mind. Boom. So there's a lot of conflict there, you know? That's, uh, that's kind of where the ambushing thing happens. It was, uh, you know, he's, he's like, I gotta be me. He's picked up the song by that point, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because he wants to eat people. I gotta be me. I gotta eat you. Everyone gotta do what they gotta do. But she was like, well, let's, uh, I'll, I'll send my producer. Oh, my producer doesn't, (laughs) doesn't like it. Where's my producer? I don't know. He eaten. And he burped. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bone. If came I remember out. right, her producer was Caligula. <laughs> oh, yeah. So oh, he's yes, somewhere right. in time. <laughs> somewhere in the time stream. Yeah. <laughs> he's trapped on Gallifrey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, he's setting up these new policies because he's still a caring man. Once again, conflicted. Policies, stirring up the wrong kinds of people. Now, this is the thing where, you know, he gets ambushed for the song. Uh, what history doesn't want you to know is self-defense. He was planning on having a buffet stabbed by the conspirators, but he had them all there, so he was going to eat them. With Cleopatra, he's going to present her with just this, the most swag buffet you've ever seen. I mean, a 60-person buffet. Of, that's quite... That's a lot. I that's mean, a is, it all, is it all, like, different preparations? Because it's just one dish, basically. No, no, you can make it all kinds of ways, you know? You, I guess there's, like... You could do different cuts of human meat. Yeah. I think you got, like, a... 500 foot piece two 500 foot pieces of bread and put them all in the middle yeah. like a party sub yeah, yeah. oh god and, i mean he'd got the crazy. current high priest of jupiter was not a fan of that <laughs> sacrilege because he was invited so but he's like what am sacrilege. i supposed to eat jay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah and you know can you do this as a salad i I'm sorry I, <laughs> do you have like rice flour or something i can do also there's way too many horses in here i am gonna touch one <laughs> Why would you invite me here knowing I can't do this? And my ex is here. God damn it. It's the worst dinner party ever. I feel like you just invited me because you felt like you had to. (laughs) Oh, you give me the senator with leprosy to eat. I see. Okay. (laughs) No, put me at table five. Yeah. So that's, that's the tragic tale of a hero with good intentions. Rest in peace, Julius Luttrell Caesar. (laughs) Well... Two tales uh, alike in dignity. <laughs> the real story of Julius Caesar is full of adventure and daring. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I can really pass up the possibility of having a loose undead fighter roaming around history who also are, eats people. You are also creating <laughs> the fact that there is a massive undead problem, at least in the ancient world, but maybe still today. Possibly. And also, we cannot confirm that Britain is not populated entirely by ghouls. Don't forget the Wickermen cults. And the Wickermen. The Wickermen is mainly why I'm going with Jose's alternate history. All right. And, and also, uh, you included the Illuminati, and that's just a great basis for future. Uh, for- we have three out of four alternate histories now. Yeah. <laughs> Things are spiraling out of control at a rate that is unsustainable. <laughs> The center cannot hold. Well, uh, that's one of the things I did want to talk about. We will be soon approaching the end of our ancient history chapter. 
of episodes. And I've divided the, the topics into chapters to both maximize the effect of alternate histories affecting the real stories, but also isolate it. So if it gets too out of control, we can just move on to another part mm. of history. So before we reach the end of that episode, I want to give our listener a chance to suggest uh, any possible topics they might want to hear from us within the realm of ancient history. So if you want to suggest a topic, or if you just want to ask a question or leave a comment for us, you can do that at revisionistpodcast.com. Also, if you're so inclined, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and give us a review when you can. If you want, you can even try and leave us uh, notes on our Facebook page that we Mm -hmm. have for this podcast, which you can join. Do we have a Twitter? We do have a Twitter. It's at revisionpod, and our Facebook is just the revisionists. So any of those methods of communicate. Jose, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Zach, thank you as always for being here. Yep. For everyone here at The Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. I am Zach Powers. The truth is out there. That's Jose McCall. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>